Well, normally this time of our pregame show here ahead of the area championship would be three and out with Tony Salazar, but instead it's up front with Brandon Murdoch. And Brandon Murdoch, if you don't know, is the offensive line coach, but also assistant head coach. He joins me this week. Coach, I know that the offensive line is something that at Westlake that has been a priority from jump. And before we get into the pregame evaluation and, and talking about the bi-district championship and looking ahead to the area championship, this has been a season where, as Coach Salazar said, you know, you're going down to Lowe's and, and finding duct tape and, and bailing wire and trying to just make this work. But when you flip perspective and you say, no, this is exactly why we do what we do here with the offensive line, cross-training, just peel the curtain back a little bit and, and kind of tell us how this season has gone for you. First of all, thank you, Joe, for having me. I appreciate everything you do for, for the Westlake Nation and obviously supporting our football program, getting exposure for these kids. It's an outstanding job, second to none. Offensive line is obviously something that I'm very passionate about, love the game of football, love the position, and this this group is, is absolutely so unique. We pride ourselves on, on trying to be tough guys, on being physical, tough, presence on the field. Uh, but beyond that, we try to teach in terms of concept. We understand rules. We know how to apply them uh, to a defense and therefore we become interchangeable regardless of whatever position, whatever front we see from week to week. Uh, fortunately, we have very intelligent kids. I mean, they're, they're high IQ. They study, they invest, they do a great job in preparation. You know, we got guys like Kyle Nattenstadt. I was just talking to him in the weight room. He will have played every single position on a Friday night of the five positions up front. That's outstanding. And just finding that right chemistry. Natty's right in the middle and, and basically able to do so many things and so many things well. Is he the biggest? No. Is he the strongest? No. But you just described pretty much the basic Westlake football player that's helped this team win three straight championships along with 51 consecutive games. You can't replace T.J. Shanahan. I mean, he's, he's the top offensive lineman in, in the country. One of the most explosive, physically dominant, uh, another guy that has learned how to study the game and really learn the game of football. And you combine that with the strength and conditioning here, the experience playing in big games, and he has become the premier offensive lineman in the country, in my opinion. You can't replace him. His talent, his physicality speaks for itself when you see him on the field. Uh, guys like Riley Kennedy, he's a guy that we got from the defensive line that just kept getting bigger and bigger. And this spring sold out to, to learning how to play offensive line. And his trajectory is so high. Thankfully, he will heal and he'll be back to help the chefs in the future. You know, guys like TJ Kristen that have, have been in this program all the way up have had older siblings in the program uh, that have played multiple positions. And just a, the definition of a tough guy. The guy's playing with pain. But he is willing to uh, overcome that pain uh, for the for the betterment of his team. You throw in Paxton Briggle, my goodness, what a story that guy is. His journey throughout the high school experience, it's unbelievable. And, of course, then you got the young guy, Jared Reisinger, that's, that's – suddenly burst on the scene and he's going to be a lot of fun to watch as we grow and develop i think i think ultimately coach when we talk about why westlake is successful people you know outside this field house they go well how is this possible how does this work because again you're fighting a numbers battle now no one's supposed to win 51 games in a row there's little things that can go wrong here and there and and as you kind of look at that perspective what's more impressive to me is that the kids kind of get it owning the position they are in that's an incredible sign of maturity and not just in the offensive line but in the the team as a whole there seems to be a, a collective buy-in that yeah we know we're supposed to lose at some point yeah we got the target on our back but they don't care or if they care they don't show it which is again a sign of maturity well i think there's a tremendous trust factor that's in place and that goes back obviously to, to coach dodge you know implementing the program here when we got here uh nine years ago and obviously coach salazar now is 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 perpetuating that as we go forward and these kids i think trust us as coaches and and we build those relationships coming in really starting at middle school or uh, even elementary school coming up with the camps we have and everything 
thing, uh, we get to know these kids and we, we try to establish that trust that by the time they are in the conversation for Friday night, uh, whether the guy that's the every down player, the guy that's one play away, or the guy that might need to spend some time on a Thursday night before he's ready, I think they trust what we're telling them because of that relationship and that consistency as a result of the of the program that's been put in place here. And if uh, those of you listening in Westlake Nation don't know, Brandon Murdoch leads the SHAP Skills Camp, which is the week-long skills camp that encompasses not just the high school athletes, but also the middle school and the elementary school athletes. And I got a chance to, to kind of help you with promotion this year, and it was fantastic to see just how many kids, not just in the Westlake community, but all over Austin, want to come in and see where their child kind of matches up and if they can get the kind of coaching and the kind of teaching. And it goes back to that, Coach. It, it really does. Teaching relationships, all of those things that have nothing to do with X's and O's. Talk about that consistency of staff because this brotherhood here, yes, you've had some guys leave here and there, but 90% of the staff under Coach Dodge still very much in this field house. First and foremost, I have to point to Coach Rogers, our offensive coordinator. Him and I have been in this system together for 16 years. That's 32 combined years of experience in this offense. Uh, he's like a brother to me. I've spent more Thanksgivings with him over the course of, of this coaching career than I have my own family. Obviously, Coach Salazar here over the last 10 years. Uh, we got together uh, that one year in Marble Falls. We've now been together for a decade, and what a compliment to Coach Dodge's off- offense and his impact on, on the game of football is, is Coach Salazar and that defense that's really just refined this offense and the rules to where day in and day out we're going against the best of the best. The guys on defense that have been here, Coach Jones, Coach Vosick, we all are, are a family now, and we have been for the last, you know, going on 10 years now, and it's it's a lot of fun when you show up to work every day, and you know that regardless of the circumstances, you're going to get the same consistent performance out of every Everybody. It points to the success that you have when things go, I will say, strangely. You know, you have a strange Thursday game where things are thrown off schedule. And then for the first time since I've been around Westlake, a Thursday night playoff game. Let's take you back to the by district championship because obviously there were some things that happened offensively that I know that you probably want to talk about. But this is the depth conversation, why we talk about the skills camp, why we talk about cross-training the offensive line, because all of it is wrapped up in, in the stories of why Westlake was successful. 21 points scored on special teams. You take away everything else. And that's 21-10. Wesley didn't have to score on offense to win a game eventually. I think that's where really when you look between the lines, that special teams unit and, and how hard those guys work. And, and Coach Salazar put this perfectly earlier in the season. It's the only time where offense and defense are working together for a same goal. What's your take on just how, how special the special teams are this year? Oh, it's a, it's a thing of beauty to watch. You know, Coach Donham and Coach, you know, Coach Jones and all the guys that contribute, you know, just about every position coach has a role coaching a special teams position. Uh, whether it's punt return, kick return, kickoff team, or punt team, coaches are heavily involved. Myself and Coach Vosick get to coach our, our individual positions, which we appreciate because that factors greatly to our success. It's very symphonic how it, how it all works together. And, and the explosive ability that we have on our special teams is a reflection of all the hours and hard work that those coaches put in, getting the game plan to the kids, and then you see the, the fruit of their labor you know cedar ridge goes out and scores you know kind of everybody gets wide-eyed all of a sudden and then don't worry we're going to kick it to number 19 and he's going to take it 90 92 yards to the house it's so fun to watch and see those kids get out there and perform and then obviously the special talent uh, with number nine Jaden greathouse back there you know you kick it to him and it's it's get your popcorn ready because something big's about to happen there's a reason why people have a hard time handling snaps getting the pers- uh, the operation off is because there's pressure coming all right and the, and with that pressure that requires the opposing team to have to be able to execute under that pressure and, and oftentimes they get exposed we often talk about 
adjustments. We usually talk about that in the frame of mind where something has happened that has been unexpected, like back-to-back explosive plays for a touchdown on the opening drive of a game. But then you start thinking about it, well, it happened against Judson. You know, you go back to the first game of the year, Ridgepoint. These things have happened before. We understand what happens on defense. Hey, how are you going to stop this? I'm interested, though, Coach Murdoch, in how you make adjustments in-game at halftime to your guys up front and how the offense benefits from that opportunity to make adjustments both in-game and in the second half. We we get trade video that we study and we prepare. For whatever reason, a lot of teams will come out and try something. Perhaps sometimes that's uncharacteristic of what they've shown on film. Sometimes people are who they are on film. We obviously try to implement our plan. Uh, there's times where you know there are some, some ways that they are trying to take away certain aspects of our offense, certain elements, maybe certain players. Uh, and typically when that happens, there's, there's other things that reveal themselves. Uh, and the term adjustment oftentimes is when we come in or we get on the sideline to talk about what isn't available to us as far as a play caller. It's not necessarily drawing something up, but rather it's installing or, or referring back to something uh, that goes back to spring ball or fall camp to where we've spent weeks installing the big picture of the offense. And now we apply it to specific situations. Not every football player has the ability to have that kind of recall. So when you talk about intelligence, you know, last week we visited with Paxton Land and one of the things that I found out in my researches that he had a 36 ACT right that just doesn't happen when you look at guys that have the ability to think what I would call cerebral football most of the kids that we talked to in the shaft of the week interview they all kind of have the same this love for math couple of guys like Ford Thompson, for example, we, we kind of build the Westlake defense and offense as a math proof. You got you to gotta have Algebra 1 before you can go to Algebra 2. You got to have Algebra 1 before Geometry, and then you have to go to Calculus. In one of our episodes of Three and Out with Tony Salazar, he said, Algebra 1 is not freshman year. Algebra 1 for Westlake football is in middle school. Right. When we, the building blocks like you talk about, that's what makes those opportunities for adjustments is really an advantage because of how much these kids know about the game. The ability to communicate back and forth with coach to player. That's the special relationship. Talking about football in a way that probably most players and coaches around the state don't. And you hit the nail on the head. I mean, we have a very high-achieving student population here at Westlake High School, very high academic standards, and that's great. We wouldn't have it any other way. And oftentimes we lean on that as coaches and say, hey, when you break it down as an offense, we have about five run plays. We have about five protections that we use. So that's that's 10 different things, and there's about four base fronts that we teach it to. So that's that's four. if you're given a test with 40 questions, how many of you feel confident you can answer and get 40 out of 40 right? Obviously, there's more variables that go into that, but we talk in those scales. We talk about how, you know, we, we joke to say this is, this is AP football. This is advanced place football at Westlake. We use the standards and the expectations for academics to drive the performance on the field. And because of those, those standards and expectations, combined with the program and the great caliber of, of young men that we have here, the guys that, you know, you don't have to be the division one player you can be the very average high school athlete but you play so much faster when you're very confident in what to do on the field yeah it's knowledge of assignment i think that's really a big testament to the guys that do get to play who may not look the part and i think that's problematic in high school sports just overall guy may look the part but not have the head to go along with it or the commitment. So you might have a guy that might be 5'11", 250 pounds and not 6'5", 320. You talk about there's talent and then what do you do and how you apply that talent with your mind. Looking ahead to New Braunfels, I think mindset is a story that you've been talking about collectively as a staff. When you watch that game with Reagan, 
Leighton Adams is a good player. We knew that last year. You know, it's not often you're asked to be a deep snapper and a backup quarterback and a backup receiver when you're a sophomore. This kid came in and took the new district by storm for the Unicorns, and then tragedy struck. He's unavailable, but New Braunfels found a way. First and foremost, our, our thoughts and prayers with Leighton Adams and his family. What a what a tragic event, and we're, we're so thankful and, and glad that he is going to recover and he's going to be okay. What a tragic event. Like I said, it's he, he was what made them go. I mean, he was you know 2,400-yard passer, uh, 28 touchdowns on the season, a, a, an effective runner with a football. Uh, he would get out there and operate, and uh, it's unfortunate that it happened. We got the opportunity to go down to San Antonio and watch the, their game against Reagan. Clayton Amkin steps in. You know, he's a sophomore, I believe, catcher on the baseball team. He's a division one caliber athlete uh, and he operates back there he doesn't look like a a sophomore backup quarterback. I mean, he's he's a talented, gifted athlete uh, that did an outstanding job stepping in for Adams last week. I think defensively, you look at what they were able to do against Reagan. Obviously, weather kind of helped that. It really sent everybody to the ground game because of that uh, wind. It doesn't matter which way it was blowing. It was blowing. It was going to affect the football going through the air, but also taking a lot of the guesswork out of it, putting it into a, a physical mindset. And physicality is something that Westlake coaches and coaches across the state bark about all the time the need to be physical against Reagan. The more physical team won the football game, despite what they might have been lacking in the quarterback position. Absolutely. We, we say all the time here that, that the team that is right and most physical, the team that is most right, most correct on assignment and most physical is the team that's going to win the football game. That's absolutely what New Braunfels is, is they are a physical football team. Defensively, they've got some some great-looking, big, physical men up front, uh, linebackers that fly around and, and, and make plays, and they fly around and make plays uh, in the back end as well. Number 95, Leighton Ladd, and number 97, Jaron Gomez, they kind of anchor a very strong, very solid defensive front. Outside of that, you've got linebacker slash DN, Caden Bearwald, who played against us last year. All three of those young men played against this last year, and they're doing an outstanding job of fortifying that New Braunfels defense. Uh, then you get very physical linebackers with Garrett Gonzalez, uh, Joshua Vreeland, uh, multiple guys adding averaging 10 tackles a game on that New Braunfels front. Uh, then on the back end, you've got Jacob Redding. Uh, he's a guy that's getting downhill, making tackles, got a couple interceptions on the year. Um, and then DeAndre Davis out there from the corner position. They've got they've got playmakers at every level of the defense, and they absolutely get your attention as an offensive line coach with their strength, their size up front, their motor, the line linebackers are, are seeking to make contact and obviously they got they got guys in the back end uh, doing a good job uh, getting downhill trying to stop the run final thought coach as you prepare for the area championship i think this is eight years in a row that westlake has had the good fortune to win a first round playoff game you know on this run of 51 games and three straight state championships you start to compile all of this as a coach and and personally in your career each team is different how is this team different from the teams that came before them every team has has its identity all right we there are some things that should be consistent among them with physicality with how we play how we prepare this team has got such a grit it's got such a, a tenacity about them seemingly everything that could be interpreted or, or, or looked at as a setback is a chance and opportunity for somebody else to rise to the occasion and step up and, and hold the rope uh, and they've done an outstanding job about that they're a team that I think absolutely shows up every day with what can they do for the chaparrells in mind. I mean, we've got great leadership with our captains. Our seniors do a great job setting the tone of practice. Obviously, the goal is to practice on Thanksgiving. That's That's been the program goal for a long time since I, I was a player in Coach Dodge's system, and it's a special thing when you get to do that. Beyond that, this group, this group of seniors, to be able to go get win number 52 and continue to, to uh, write their name in the history book, that's something, obviously, that, that no other team in the history of this place has had the opportunity to do, and that motivates them daily. He's Coach Brandon Murdoch. He's assistant head coach for Westlake Football, also 
also the offensive line coach. I appreciate you taking the time, and thanks so much. Good luck. Yes, sir. Thank you.